Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It's the Custard TV podcast, the one place on the web where Gat Married Gat 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 I meant That's our couple name Gat and Murray Luke, Gary and Matt talking telly on the Custard TV podcast Um, Myself and Matt saw each other last night Did we? I thought I I thought God he doesn't it, remember. It must be nice of you to catch up since you had that weekend away together in Edinburgh, you know. Mm. Well it is, and, and I've never seen fine. Matt not wearing a, a lanyard. Quite a sweaty night in in London. <laughs> yeah, every night is, fellas. <laughs> what what I don't understand is the pair of you were in London and yet you know, in a small booed. in a small sort in of nested small area room. in a London hotel. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, in a, with Ryland, with Ryland, and Richard Madeley, and just Ryland, and, and, and Luke had a very big heart to heart with his uncle Nick Knowles. Lovely to meet you. That's me. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I love the show. I always have. Um, what are the What are the ones you got coming up? What can you tell us? Well, we've got five that we've actually made that are yeah. already on the shelf, ready to go. Okay. Uh, from all over different parts of the country, and then we've got one really special one coming up to do with the very famous London Hospital. We're not allowed to talk about. No. Does it still get you emotionally? Like it does the viewers? Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. It's a great thing to be part. Of. It's really fun to do. I get to make like uh, 300 new friends every time yeah. I go to do one. They're just the best things in the world. Like, it's people helping people, which is just the way things should go. Do you still struggle to get people to help? Because I know there was one in Birmingham where not a lot of people were turning up. No, no, no. That, that, was, um, that was the one in Manchester. Oh, right. And we had, where we were doing 52 houses in, in 15 days. We did an entire street. Yeah, I remember. So we had about 300, but we needed about 1,000 buildings. Yeah. But they all turned up in the end, so it won't be appealed for. It just gives you a good faith in people, the show. I think that's why I think, so. I think it means a lot to the country when people, because if, if people uh, who have a child with a disability or uh, have a husband that's had a brain hemorrhage or something like that, Absolutely. they feel very isolated. So I think the yeah. programme program does the opposite of what the recent budget did, which is actually yeah. makes people think that people care. Yes, ah, I did. did you? Are you trying to tell me that people from television are nice and real and human? I mean, you, you don't watch Corrie, but you're able to hold a good conversation with Gail Platt for about ten minutes. How many husbands is that now? Do we even know? Um, oh, I've lost count. No, um, I think most people have at this uh, point. Brian, uh, Martin. Yeah. 
Oh, thank goodness you're That's as good as... Oh, yes, because yes. I married... Uh, I married one twice. You, you were on the red carpet thing? The blue, it was a blue carpet, but yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we, we were there while it was being hoovered as well, so that was do you really... want? Do you want to... Um, my most disappointing moment of the night, and I was really looking forward to speaking to Tom Courtney of Unforgotten. Oh, we, yeah. we loved Unforgotten, if you remember. And it was really it awkward. Was it was show of the year. It was really awkward. But he's a bit of an awkward interview, I've heard it. And I should have mentioned that to you before. But I we should have, really. <laughs> I, st- I started off saying we really loved Unforgotten and we had, a, we had a great time with it. And, you know, there's a lot of crime drama. He goes, well, not that I watch it. And I and I said, well, what do you want? Well, I don't want. I don't he's want quite drama. Exce- I, I wouldn't say different. He's quite eccentric, isn't he? He's sort of. Yeah, but I didn't know how to be on his level. No. I suppose he's so. a bit of an actor. Yeah, yeah. But good to sort of be in his company, I think. Anyway, oh yeah. We had some better. In, I think you better. Your best interviews were last night were with Mark Bonner and with Jason Watkins. Jason Watkins. Who's Jason? He was lovely. The Lost Honor. Did you see that, Gary, in the end? The Lost Honor of Christopher Jeffries? Uh, oh, yeah. No, yes, I did see that. That was the guy that got accused of the... Yes. Yeah. It's the guy playing did... him in that. The guy ah, playing right. him. Okay, yeah. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Does it still surprise you that, that the Last Honor of Christopher Jeffries is still doing the rounds of these things? That's a very good point. <laughs> he did make it. I think he made it about three years ago now. So, I mean, it's uh, actually filmed it. Yeah. Um, but it's a very... Because of the way the RTS has its catchment yeah. area, obviously, we're, we're, in, we're in this, this yeah. zone. But, yeah, I mean, it has had a long life. It's now sort of on Netflix as well yeah. worldwide and yeah. on iTunes here so it's it's got a continual audience expanding audience that the world so yes have you ever been recognised as it as Christopher Jeffries at all uh, not I was recognised when we were filming it yeah one of his neighbours who was on the other side of the road sort of way <laughs> 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 that's brilliant I kind of knew that we'd, we'd, we'd you're on to a winner right. already then yeah. is there more pressure playing a real person as opposed to a completely different character that nobody knows it's a guide. Yeah. He, he is a guide, and I like main characters and like impersonators. So, you know, that, that, that's your guide. But yeah, particularly in his situation where he did George so much and the subject matter and the murder itself, then yeah. you want to get it right. Was he happy or unhappy at he the was, end? He was happy. As much as he was yeah. showing, he was very happy. <laughs> and Adam from, from Don't Take My Baby. Yeah, Adam, Lo- just... Adam Long. Gemma Chan, she was Gemma nice. Chan, lovely. How was it doing that first series? And can you tell us anything about the second? Ah, oh, uh, we start filming it in April. Okay. I've read the first two episodes, yeah. and uh, they're very exciting. Yeah. I'll probably get told off if I say it. No, that's that. Right. But um, there are some really great new characters. How hard is it to become a neater every time? <laughs> does it take some time, or? Yeah, really hard. I think I've forgotten how to do it. Yeah, so that would be the one. Go back into Is that like the? Back to boot camp, but less yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. They're yeah. yeah, you've had a bit of a showbiz week I've as got... well, Gary, haven't you? Have I? Yeah, you Have you? you had Peppa Pig round. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Peppa Pig was round. <laughs> did you meet Did you meet Harry Hill in the end? Was that no? Yes. I didn't. I didn't. No, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet Harry Hill because it's it was uh... today and I couldn't go. I could, but um, 
I've been not for about... this. You didn't. You didn't oh, no, 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 no. This was during the day. I could have got I... him on the podcast. Luke. Hey, everybody. Here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it. Just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Very small on short on the news this week after a bumper at the set last week. Really, the only renewal that we've heard about is that Vikings uh, that you can watch in on Amazon Prime has been renewed <coughs> for season five. Again, that's another one on the mythical list that I'd like to. What is back. Vikings? I, yeah, I've watched I've watched half of series one and quite liked it. Um, I got to the bit where not really any kind of spoiler. The Vikings invade. Now, oh gosh. Oh, where was it? Um, Newport Pagnell. No, 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 but it is a bit like that. Uh, it's not the Watford Gap. Uh, no, it's Linda's Farm. They invade Linda's oh. Farm, which, uh, which was... God uh, knows uh, what uh, Linda would have thought of that. Well, yeah. Um, and but also... No, the fog that... on the tine is all mine, all mine. <laughs> uh, name, name the group that sung that with Gaza. Linda's Farm, wasn't it? Oh, wasn't it? No, it was Linda's Farm. <laughs> Sorry. What, that was what I was... That's like a reverse joke. (laughs) Did you get that question off your quiz cards? No, thank goodness. That's gone. Very quickly as well, I just wanted to say, not that I'm up to, you know, saying about other podcasts, but there's an excellent podcast just launched this week. Oh, come on, Gary, um, have a day off. They're going to be reviewing each episode of The West Wing. Um, And it actually is starring one of the uh, stars of The West Wing, Joseph Molina, um, who appears uh, in Joshua one of the Joshua Molina. Joshua Molina, thank you very much. Uh, and he appears in the later series, but he's going to be. They're going back and, and they've just reviewed. Will Bailey. Will Bailey. Will Bailey. That's it. Well Not done. And, and if you're if you're a West Wing nut like me, and you know an Aaron Sorkin fan, they've got interviews with some of the people that are on the show. Uh, they've got sort of links to other Aaron Sorkin shows. You know, a- actors who appeared in various episodes. You know what they also they appeared in. Uh, you're going to be very a mess inside, when they get to that. You've good. got a job, I've got a job. You're going to be a wreck when they get to that yeah, stage, yeah, aren't but they've you? Got, I've got two years. <laughs> I wanted to find out, are any of us still watching um, American Crime Story O.J. Simpson versus The People? And what do we think? Yeah, but I love how you manage to change the title every week. I love what that. Is it, what is it? It's, it's an American o. J. Crime Simpson. Story. It's American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, I just got it the wrong way around. That's not changing. I know, but... Anyway... No. Pedants, uh, no, go ahead, tell no, me. No, I'm, I'm not. Well, no, I, I think I'm put off by all the Kardashian yeah. references, and I just think David Swimmer is awful. I, I don't know if they know what sort of tone they're going for, because occasionally it feels like a sort of trashy, like, you know, docu-drama sort of thing, <clears> and then other times it's trying to be a bit West Wing and a bit serious, so it, it, it's sort, I think tonally it doesn't quite know what it wants to be. This week's episode and and last week's episode featured zero David Schwimmer for fans of. Uh, Ooh, but I'd also need virtually no John Travolta as well for me to. Well, be able to they, enjoy they it have fully. to kind of keep him in it. I mean, the, I the, think there's a bit too much uh, O.J. Simpson for my liking. Well, yeah. There was two good things about it: was Cuba Gooding Jr. and Sarah Paulson. They're my well, favorite. Sarah yeah, Paulson yeah, Sarah was, Paulson is, is much more heavily featured. The last two episodes of featured much more on her storyline you know it it does feel uh, uh, like a kind of a trashy show at times i do agree with that mm. but also it is quite 
quite a good legal drama. I mean, the the, the situation. That's what I mean, though, know, Gary. There's, there's... Yeah, it's too. Yeah. all the and, good and one... stuff gets hidden. We're, we're now it? very much in the the legal part. So, I mean, if you wanted to come back to the show, you know, run watch it. You are very much in the legal legal side of it. You know, you're in. You're now in trial. You've had your pre motions. You've got all your you know, objection, Your Honour, and sniping and things like Sorry, that. Sorry, I was so... laughing at pre-motions then. Get Thank you. Yes, yeah, well. so was I. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, suppositories. Okay. Um... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, that that is West. Uh, I'm back. I'm really intrigued at uh-huh. what At Eleven is. It's an ITV2. Oh, yeah, it... let's, let's, let me get Gary... You can yeah. talk about this okay. while I go oh. Basically, and this was an ITV, it's the new 11 o'clock show, not really. I mean, it's this attempt to do kind of satirical humour uh, every week at the same time and call it at 11-ish with an at sign rather than a the word at. Because ITV 2 wants many points yeah. on this, probably. Indeed. And it's, it's new is. comics, which basically means no one you've ever heard of. Uh, which doesn't do them any good. And the satire wasn't in any way new. If you want good satire, Radio 4's The Now Show, um, Have I Got News For You, anything else does it much, much better. And much, Mock much... the Week when that's on. Yeah, Mock to... the Week when that's Tonight on. Tonight with mean, John Oliver. Know... Last week with John yeah. Oliver. Oh, like yeah. that. I mean, that's that's the king of it at the moment. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and for some extent, you know, the, the Russell Howard's Good News is, yeah. is a good example. And The Last Leg, far better. Don't waste oh, your time superior. with this unless you're a fan of or fan or a family member of the audience uh, of the of the. I before... always wonder when IT, when when a channel like ITV2 does this sort of thing, do they honestly believe these sort of things are going to take off? Because a, they're on at eleven o'clock at night. B, yeah. as you say, nobody you've ever heard of is on on it, and C, they hardly ever promote it at all. So you wonder whether. They just try their luck and see what I, sticks. I think as well, yeah. I mean, I, I, as well, I think it's fairly cheap to make. You know, it, it, it's it's a single studio show, and then it's it's sort of skits and, and and things. So I don't know. I mean, it, you know, there was nothing that grabbed me. I know we've said a lot about you know comedy that you need to perhaps give it time, but I I, I didn't really feel I wanted to invest anything in it, um, and I don't see it catching on at all. And as you say, but maybe with ITV too, because. They have low expectations. Maybe this will get picked up because you know it meets that low expectation. We're trying to be cool. We're also trying to be satirical, but it didn't work. Okay, Trapped was a ten-part Icelandic drama that Matt, Gary, and myself both thought was the. I think all, it's fair to all say it's thoughts. the. Not big... both. There's three of us. Yeah, both and Gary. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it was. I would. I would call it the biggest. The most pleasant drama surprise of the year. It came yeah. out of Iceland. Mm. I probably wouldn't. Have, I mean, I, I'm into my foreign. The best thing to come out of Iceland since chicken tikka lasagna. No, or prawn, prawn balls or whatever. King prawn spoons. King That's prawn the spoons. one. Yeah, and Peter Andre. Uh, but <laughs> no, Kerry Katona. I'm going to go with Stacey but, um, Solomon for me. Oh, come on, yeah. Okay, so it was a surprise. I'm into my foreign drama, but if you, you haven't watched it... You are now, aren't you? It, you are now. I am. Uh, I'm bored if I see anything in English now. <laughs> uh, but but I, I do 
you know, this may have passed me by. It was only because Matt said, do you want to mm. watch it and talk about it, that I watched it. Well, I watched I it and thought hooked. Luke will love this, because it's just and sort I did. of the atmosphere. Do you want to talk, because we've talked about it before, so do you want to talk about the ending and the revelations about the various murders? I, well, you're always better at doing the summing up than I well, am. Well, so basically, like, at, the, at the end of the, the, the two murders that that we knew of were the one, the body that was found in the um, harbour, like the torso was all that was found. Later on, the mayor who was burnt alive and the uh, police from Reykjavik uh, basically tried to pin both of the murders on the son of the sort of crazy old man who started the avalanche. And then he committed suicide. The last two episodes, we found out that the murders weren't committed by the same person. The mayor was killed by Andre, the police chief's father, or ex-father-in-law, I suppose, the father I'm of so glad you did this, because I would have missed a lot of this. I was paying um, attention. But after finding, like, a lock in his trouser pocket that was the lock to the shed of the mayor's house that burned, and it was all yeah. to do with a fire that had been started years before where the man who, the father-in-law's, youngest daughter had died in the fire and it was also sort of linked to the other murder in so much as the guy who was murdered started the fire and managed to drag the other lad is Hodor I keep wanting to say that's a character in Game of Thrones but it's sort of pronounced <laughs> like that it's kind of it's pronounced got like similar, a J yeah. it's got like a J yeah. it's, it's got a lot of letters in there yeah there's need... a lot of the uh, Andre <laughs> yeah. is basically the only sort of yeah. name and Maggie and, uh, uh, the the mother of Maggie who is uh, Luke's favorite character the ginger child killed <laughs> the other guy who um yeah. raped her and was was Maggie the product of a rape yes or was he yeah. yes yeah. and basically tried to come to see Maggie again to bring him a fire truck which was a nice link to both the fire that killed the mayor and the fire and the at fire the fish that... factory and and the bigger picture then was that the fire at the fish factory was sort of manufactured between these sort of town elders if you were the mayor the guy who runs the fish factory yeah. um the guy who owns the, the guy who owns the hotel and they manufactured this got the father-in-law to doctor the insurance documents and mm-hmm. it's basically and it was something to do with the financial crisis. They fit all that in. They needed the money to rebuild the town. And it was right. really clever how they linked all of these things in. Trapped is a good example, because a lot of these foreign dramas that have come to love, like The Killing, The Bridge, they're so dense mm. with plot. Mm. S- but, I mean, there were times in Trapped that I forgot connections with people and I got forgot who was who. But also what they do is they present a story without going... This is this person, that is that person. This is you just have to watch it and work it yeah. out along the way. Because there are so many characters. Overall, trap one of our favourite series of the year. Absolutely. Now, I was thinking, Absolutely. Would it come back, or do you think that one-off story is enough? Because obviously, they brought back the killing, they brought back the bridge. I like to see these I characters know. again. I think it was the atmosphere and the claustrophobicness of it. Mm that made it so appealing and the weather and that it was just I like to so say I like to see Harinka I think her name was yeah. the dinky little woman cop who was lovely yeah we and should talk briefly yeah. about follow the money as well the yes new... can I just can I just link this up actually yeah follow the money which I, we'll, we'll get to in a second Matt's not a big fan we had Maggie in the chapter who was a key character mm. and there was a boy called Bertram in follow the money <laughs> who I'm already thinking <laughs> It's <laughs> a key component. But yeah. I, I could, t- I know why you like follow the money. Yeah, so do I. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> she's basically Claudia a combination of um, what's her name from Borgen, the journalist from Borgen, yes. and the daughter from Hostages. <laughs> yeah, if those two had a kid, that is what she looks me. like. Yeah, Katrine is the character in Borgen. Oddly, this was about a body being found near the water by yeah. a cop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a sort of weird eccentric cop in this, uh, Mads, uh, played yeah. by, I believe the actor's name is Thomas Bo Larson. He's quite a famous yeah. film actor. Oh, I is, he? is yeah. he? I think he was in The Hunt and also. I uh, love so, that so yeah. much. They find the body, they link it back to. He's, I believe, a Ukrainian worker at a wind farm. Yep. And they link that wind farm back to the company, which is called Enegreen. Running alongside the uh, investigation, you get various employees from Enegreen. You meet the CEO. You meet Claudia, who we mentioned, who's a sort of uh, ambitious lawyer who who is sort of desperate for a break to get noticed by the bigger bosses. And there's yep. some sort of stuff about insider trading. And then there's sort of an odd secondary plot about this young couple who were looking for a flat. And the yes, they're going to steal cars, car thief, and they're going to steal the car. Is it one of the employees from Enegreen whose car they're stealing? And that's sort of how it links in. But that seems like a weird subplot that doesn't quite fit in with the rest of it. I mean, I don't know. I just felt oddly removed from everything that was going on. I didn't feel like with Trapped, as you said, you got caught up in that claustrophobic nature of it. With this, Mm. it was all very stylish, static just there wasn't anything that grabbed me and the and the sort of twist at the end where the other cop from the fraud squad turns up to Mads's house and goes you know we need to stop these people they're covering up these crimes this company are sort mm. of corrupt and all of that and it wasn't enough to hook me to watch the next episode if you think about some of the hooks we've had in say the killing episode by episode and yeah, trap the, bri- the, the bridge is- Follow the money, it. and I know it's sort of maybe a slower pace, but I think we're used to a certain quality, you know, a certain standard from the foreign yeah. dramas, and yeah. I just don't think Follow the Money, it took me a long time to actually get through, like, several sittings to actually get through the I first I will episode. watch the second one, because there were elements of it that I liked a lot, yeah. like um, his family dynamic, and the fact that his wife had an illness. I liked him, I liked her... Um, <laughs> but you know, so I will see. Claudia. So I will see how how I get okay. on with it. You want to do Stag? Just do a brief recap. Stag is a sort of comedy drama from Jim Field Smith, who created The Wrong Man. It's about a stag party in Scotland for Stephen Campbell Moore's character, who whose brother-in-law is played by Jim Howick, who's a bit different from all the others. All the others are sort of laddie blokey, bantery sort of guys, and and uh, Jim Howick's this sort of mild-mannered geography teacher. As the series goes on, people start to be killed and they try and work out, you know, who is it that's that's the murderer? Initially, they think it's the gamekeeper played by uh, James Cosmo, but then he ends up dying in an explosion. Then they think it's the Australian sort of gate crasher, Christoph. But in the end, the revelation is that it is uh, Stephen Campbell Moore's character alongside, I can't remember the woman's name, who's helping him who they had a rom- these two had a romantic link before and yeah. they're basically trying to kill everyone off to get their hands on this investment scheme or something was it that they'd all right. invested in together and the stag party was sort of a ruse to get all the friends back together and Jim Howick basically got caught in the crossfire because he wasn't one of the friends and almost like the his sister 
was almost like a decoy, like the whole wedding wasn't the plan. He pl- was planning to no. run away with this woman after yeah. the stag do. Getting all these friends to a to a isolated place, yeah. bump them off one by one and run away with the girl at the end. I mean, I love Jim Howick in this, even though we've known him from other things. He was sort of a star-making turn, I think, in his own. Yeah, this is the one when I thought, no, he's he's better than a lot of the things he's done, actually. I mean, and he's I in know... Aliens as well at the moment, isn't he? This is sort of his banner year, I think it will be. I know you struggled with the whole, you know, it's about a, a, him meeting a girl and things, and having a girl involved. I quite liked that, because it was... Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just felt almost a thing. bit anticlimactic. I think the bit where he turned on um, Ledge, was it Ledge, Ledge. the best man? Uh, and I liked yeah. the way the, sort of the, the men mellowed as it went on. And you found mm. out, like, you know, uh, the Mexican was gay, Ledge mm. was um, infertile. I loved Not Rufus Ledge. Jones throughout. I just thought he was he was brilliant. Yeah. And it was just great. It was it, it was just, again, one of those... I mean, we knew from Jim Phil Smith that we loved the wrong mans, but I had no real thoughts about this, expectations well, for this. I'll tell this you what... has been very surprising. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I'll tell you what unsettled me was the bit. They had that slight doubt. Ed Sheeran at the beginning. No, no, no. The, the Rishi Smith popping up again as the copper. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. No, you didn't. You missed that completely. He was the I police didn't... officer who took the woman away at the end. And they focused in on the fact that it was Reece Shearsmith. How on earth did I miss that? That was what unsettled me, and obviously you missed that, so you didn't. I did, I did completely. <laughs> so is that to say he was part of the plot as well, then? Maybe, because he was the one who organised all the money, wasn't he? He was the one, they said he organised terms and conditions or something. He was the money man, wasn't he? I didn't notice that. And we that's never saw him terrible. die, did we? They just found his ID or something. And his they? legs. You weren't sure that they were his legs. Do you know what I mean? They just <laughs> found the ID in I, those legs. That, I feel terrible that I didn't pick that up That was like that. the twisty bit at the end. Should we have Gary back? Yeah, we're getting him back. I don't know. I don't see the point, but we'll <laughs> get him back. Thirteen episode three because it feels like so long ago since I watched it. That I know you probably feel me. like it's months ago. Well, I, I haven't finished watching all of it, but I've only oh. about ten minutes. Don't worry, it's about ten minutes. Uh, it, so what's it, happening it, in this episode, Gary? It starts with the reveal that she, that uh, Ivy has not been kidnapped. That it was the dad of the girl that's gone missing, or something like that. Oh, Is okay, that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think uh, they did that overly well. 
No, no. I, I think they it was just like a hook to watch the next. Yeah. Oh, it's like yeah, has she been kidnapped it, again? And exactly. It, 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 you it know, they, they, they brushed it apart quite quickly. My favourite bits about this episode were the the the, the connection between the sisters when they sort of regressed yeah. back to being twelve, eating sweets together, and yeah, and under a about sex. I feel sorry for poor old Craig. Yeah, I do. I get the impression at some point Craig will say something to his uh, fiance about uh, the, the, the sleeping yeah. arrangements. But I, I do feel, and I, this is the first time I thought this watching episode three, I think with a lesser actress than Jodie Comer, I don't think I'd have stuck with this because although mm. the plotting's good, I think the acting for most of the other people outside of Jodie I, Comer... I think Richard and... Rankin's good. Yeah, the, and the mother is not a good actress. I, I, I don't, no. I don't get her character uh, at and, all. And um, I don't even know. Anurin Banyard is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like his wife. Mm. I don't like Eloise, the new, the mm. friend. But without Jodie Comer as that hook there, I don't think I'd be as interested as I am. Jodie Comer has been announced to uh, reunite with Nico, hasn't she, this week? I know. It, oh, right. drop something. Like, me. What did you drop then? power cord and plugging my laptop in so gary what are you thinking of the, are you still enjoying it because luke's I'm, saying i'm still enjoying it it's just as you say i i, I kind of agree with something luke said just before we started you just it, because of the way in which it's being shown you're not sure which episode you're watching and you know mm. i just what think because if if, they've got all gone online now would you would it be preferable if they'd have dropped all at the same time if they yeah, if, i think so they should have followed the Netflix and you know thing. If you know you drop all the episodes in one go, and then they've got the option of then showing them on BBC Two. And once people watch that first episode, I think they would have gone online and watched them. But they've ha- all they can do is watch the next episode online. It's it, so it's a, they've kind of got in the middle of, of a good idea. So hopefully that you know they've learnt their lesson. I don't think they have a, a, a plan yet. Right. I'll but, just... but, you know, they did it with Carshare, didn't they? Carshare was a re- a re- online all of them, wasn't they? Yeah. And then yeah. they showed them on BBC One. And yet they yeah. still got good audiences on BBC One. And I don't know what 13 has done on BBC Two, but... It's in I'll... a weird time and a weird... On a weird yeah, night, true. So I don't know. I'll just briefly mention Murder. What I would recommend is the third and final one, which aired last Thursday. That, for me, because if you remember, the original pilot basically followed the investigation into a murder. Um, right. Yeah. As did the next two, the ones there, Morgan Christie and Anne-Marie Duff uh, investigating, and there was, like, the the suspects and things like that, and the days went on. But this one was very, very different. It focused on... Three men who'd been involved in murdering an off-duty policeman ten years ago and um, were now his daughter, who had grown up and was like in late teens, uh, played by Jessica Barden, uh, wanted to know which one of the three actually murdered him because during the court case, none of them admitted that they actually murdered him. Oh, right. Uh, and she'd been in like... Um, young offenders, well not young offenders but had sort of had like psychological problems and stuff and the therapist had written to the men asking them if they would reveal finally reveal which one did it and as the other episodes have got the you know it's two camera monologues it's uh, cctv footage they show footage of when he was murdered and um, he was basically take dropping her off at swimming practice and then going to the back car park where the criminals were and you saw all this CCTV footage. You saw her skipping through the, you know, the a bit of the leisure centre or wherever they were, 
and it was just brilliantly done. And I thought Jessica Borden was brilliant, and uh, Michael Smiley was in this as well as one of the three men, and he was brilliant. And it was just like an hour of really good drama. Who ever comes out of that door? No one ever comes out of that door. So why is he dead? If the bath doesn't flood, he lives. The woman one works with comes in any way, he lives. How can you legislate for that? You can't legislate for that. Mum's boss doesn't say that about him not seeing enough of me, so she calls someone else. He lives. He's working and he can't take me. He lives. If I had to do that all again, I'd do it exactly the same way, and that wouldn't happen. Mum has a few words of him, even angry words, maybe especially angry words, so he's a few minutes late getting to my school. He lives. He lets me get changed at school, so we arrive at the pool five minutes later. He lives. That plan was good. It was the facts on the ground that didn't compute. I say Mum would love to have him back, and we turn the car around and go and find her, and he says sorry for every fucking thing he's ever done. He lives. Who could legislate for that? For an off-duty cop just to pop up there and then? Who could? He parks on the far side of the car park like I asked him to, and not round the back, so he doesn't have to go back to the car. He lives. He lives. He lives. He lives. Me saying I wanted to go and wear my swimming costume. He dies. Completely different from a lot of things I've seen before. And I say I would recommend, of the three, if you were just going to watch one, then watch uh, the last one episode. I, I plan to watch all three. Yeah. yeah you're but right. That, that one, that one particularly while. stuck out for me as being... Because it's not a theme that is presented really in drama, this sort of after-effects of a murder on sort of the family and things like that and I just thought it was really well done um, and Jessica Borden specifically was, was excellent in this Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go No It's just not my idea of a good time Tell them now That's what the people want to hear This is the Custard TV Podcast Good to the last drop From thecustardtv.com uh, The A word, Luke Yeah, the A word You can read um, Interview with Peter Boker the writer who um, Boker Boker uh, yeah, could be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my, our, our friend Katie Brent did. You can also read her review, which is now live on the site, thecustardtv.com. Actually, she's put personal details in this, writing this as she's a mother who is going what, through... What, like a home phone number or something? Well, no, not quite, but she's oh, okay. a mother going through the getting a diagnosis state, so she uh, oh, knows oh, wow. a bit more about the uh, process the, than perhaps very anyone personal else. to it, then. Yes, yeah, very personal to her, and she could see parallels. I yeah. think she would she would say that they rushed through the actual diagnosis bit quite quickly. But apart mm. from that, the rest of it. There was, was quite... a lot of fluff, wasn't there? In this, there was a lot. There of was. Just it's it's needless. a shame. Uh, basically, do you want me to do the setup again? Yeah, you do the setup. Yeah. <laughs> this was about a family. You set them up. I'll knock them down. <laughs> living Rubble. in um, the Lake District, a couple played by Lee Ingleby and uh, Morgan Christie. Uh, and they, she has a daughter from a previous marriage, and they, yep. uh, her and Lee Ingleby have a son. Um, Joe. He's quite introverted, spends a lot of time singing along to music in his headphones. Um, and it's and not it's, contemporary music either, it's music no. from the well, late 80s, early 90s, and the Arctic Monkeys, yeah. Um, there's, and, a lot of un- there's a lot of uh, buzzcocks in buzz there, cops. Julian Cope, uh, Human League, a lot of that era. Yeah. Uh, um, and early on, he has his sixth birthday, 
arriving for his birthday, we've got Christopher Eccleston, who plays his granddad, and also Greg McHugh and Vinette Robinson. Greg McHugh is Morven Christie's brother, and Vinette Robinson is his wife, who's recently cheated on him. They've moved back to the area so he can take over the family brewery. And she, as a doctor, recognises certain signs in Joe that will point towards him being on the autistic spectrum. And the rest of it is the parents looking into it, getting the diagnosis and trying to deal with the diagnosis. You say there was a lot of fluff. And I, um, as I say online, um, Katie spoke to Pete and he said he didn't want the autism side to to overwhelm the audience and I think that was perhaps a the wrong thing to do because actually mm. I think he felt he had to throw in well, stuff you, about an affair, you, stuff about a granddad. You say and... that a lot of um we did not mention that this was based on a Israeli series. Israeli called, series, yeah. Called Yellow Peppers and I did read sort of a synopsis of this and basically it does feel very similar the the story about the you know the the brother and the wife is in the original series, oh, okay. so it wasn't it wasn't you know created purely for this. It was based on the original series. That was one of the okay. stories. But the the threesome: Morven Christie, Lee Ingleby, and newcomer Max Vento. Brilliant as a, as a fam- very believable as a little family unit. Mm, I definitely. thought all the stuff that centred on his autism and Max's performance felt very genuine. The last not ten minutes school. with the the whole. You know, the footballing Assessment part. You know. and the football, mm. yeah. That was heartbreaking. He's a lovely boy, yeah. He's polite, he's affectionate, he makes eye contact, and he loves his music. Thank you for being so patient with him. And with me. <laughs> Especially me. I know sometimes I can be a bit of a prick, you know. Look, I'm going to write my own report, but I can talk you through the test results now. I don't believe in keeping people waiting. You were right to bring him to Dr. Eschel. And she was right to refer him to me. He does have significant problems. What kind of problems? Communication, auditory processing, emotional responses, self-soothing behaviours. And if you look at the tests, in many areas, he is way above average. Sorry, I know you're the expert. But is that really so different from any other kid? No, because he's five years old. But he will be. Did Dr Eschel mention the autism spectrum at all? No. Why would she? I don't know very much about autism, but from what I do know, there's no way he's got... He has problems processing emotions. He has problems with his auditory processing. Yeah, you keep saying that. I don't know what it means. I'm sorry. It means there's nothing wrong with his hearing, but he has trouble making sense of what he hears and prioritising them. Like I'm prioritising this conversation over the sound of my email alerts. That's not him. Sorry, but he talks. He sings. He has a wide vocabulary, and he uses that to keep everyone at a social distance. His singing is another way to keep everyone out, to protect him from what he finds difficult. Communication. Emotions. Well, that just sounds like every man I know. Right. But Joe has these problems to the extent that it limits his capacity to learn and change. So are you saying he's autistic? I do believe he's on the autism spectrum, yes. 
But he's not autistic. Well, that's not how I describe anyone with autism. So you think he has autism? Yes. But the first thing you have to understand is that autism isn't a single condition. And it's not a disease. It's a set of behaviours that cause difficulty in social communication. OK, well, here you are saying that autism's hard to pin down, so how can you even say that it's autism for sure? I'm afraid it isn't going to go away if we call it something different. Where are you going to go with the A word, though? I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I don't know. It's just... I, I liked it. If it went for all the sort of the sex stuff, like the, the subplot with... Obviously, Greg McHugh and Vinette Robinson, there was a whole sort of thing with them in bed together, and then there was a subplot where... Christopher Eccleston and, and Pookie Quenzel, he was doing singing lessons with her and she basically said, do you want to be friends with benefits? And it's just, it's bits like that. And Lee and Gubby was always trying to get his leg over and it felt all, of, that all felt a bit tacked on to me. Like, mm. oh, it's after nine o'clock, we have to do something a bit risky. We, we, we can do this and people will want us to do mm. this, so we will. I agree. Um, you can link Greg McHugh into our final review if you want to rhyme everything. Fresh meat, Gary? Yes, I've seen the most recent episode where they were in the basement. It's a bubble episode. Yeah. As all Bev would say. It, it was a mini bubble, I would mm. say, because it was, only, it was half Well, the first bit was J- um, JP looking it all off and hiring a barge. For the first time this series, all of the characters actually really portrayed the the best and worst of what I remember mm. of the characters. I don't know if that makes sense what That's I'm saying. That's a very good so way characters it, twice. Yeah, in yeah. the sense that, you know, they all were, they all kind of fitted into what you then want. I mean, at the beginning of the series, I said Oregon wasn't very good. I much preferred so Oregon. That, last week, that was last week. But I much preferred yeah. Oregon not well, being... Well, I say this is why she's on, like, the transition, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I understand that a bit more now, yeah. having seen that you got them episode. all, their insecurities came out as they're all yeah. heading towards final spot from Josie, who's going to be yeah. left on her own. You know, Howard got the fear and was studying for another... Yeah. The course, like, I, I, don't, I don't think they've really played a lot on that, that but Howard's been to... I think... That. So I think they did quite a good job. Zoe Ashton as well was... Uh, I just oh. think that the way she delivers every single... Li- even the way she said TV licensing was just like... <laughs> it was just yeah. pretty, that was great. TV, and something something from TV licensing. Anyway, uh, post come. This from TV license... And this got a US postmark, so I thought. My Fulbright application. What if they found out about the impeachment and they're rejecting me and then I have a meltdown and I shave off all my eyebrows and I can't revise? You don't want to go under exam conditions without eyebrows, believe. And then and I, suddenly being, goes, being quick, t- de- delete BBC iPlayer off your phones, you know, it was very And good. I do, as a TV nerd, I loved all that. I'm going to get sent to prison for watching new tricks. Fucking TV license, people! Shit! I thought we paid. We haven't paid. What? We're going fucking prison. Can I just say, for the record, I hardly watch it. Oh, so you don't watch the Great British Sewing Bee? Twice! Twice I watched it. It was fucking shit! How do they know your name? They know everything. Quickly, delete iPlayer from your phones. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to prison for watching new tricks. Guys, I don't think the TV license people kick your front door in. Oh, don't you see? 
They've gone rogue. For the record, that isn't a television in my bedroom. It's a TV monitor for playing video games. What is going on? I don't know. Maybe it's the guy who comes to pick up the Big Next catalogue. They already came to pick up the Big Next catalogue. Fud dealers. Fud, have you seen The Wire? Because I haven't, but I can fucking imagine. I'm starting to feel a mite jittery, so I'm just going to lie flat on the cold, hard ground. I felt like, in a funny way, it was not only the characters, but the cast you know, being together in the confined space yeah. brought out the best of them as well, I think. Um, and it, it's just, I think the show is, has, we've said it so many times, has such a unique way of, of talking. with Oregon as well, where Josie reveals she, like, read yeah. it and yeah. as a friend, because yeah. I'm being a good friend. I'm a good, good friend, yeah. Yeah, and I even like Kingsley going blind. It's the first time that I thought, yeah, this is really well done. There was just... and, and also they've got rid of Ida Field, which is always... Well, oh, yeah. God, yeah. She's been ridiculous in this series. The, how many do we have? Of... Will we have like one more or two? One left. One left. One left. And I, I, I say this in the nicest possible way. End it, don't ever come back. I don't mind if they do one where they all meet up for a reunion in five years or something like that, but don't... Try and make them all move to the same place. You like what they did with um, Heidi High and Are You Being uh, Yeah, don't. No, yeah, are, you rang my lord. That's right, yeah. Or don't Saved, try by, the, saved the by the, by the College Years. Right. Mm. Um, no, but they yeah. played the same characters. Yeah. That's not Okey the point they're making. No, I know, up... but I like to bring up Saved by the Bell, the college years, on every podcast if I can, and that's the first time I've been able to. We'll do a whole um, uh, review of that one season. We will do one. Standing on the edge of tomorrow today. Because you've got the box set in all seriousness, haven't you? I have got the box set of the college years, yes. I don't know whether the college years is on DVD here, is it? I had it as a region one. Oh, Matt got an input. I got all of them together. I got all the series and the college years. I'm a big Switch fan. I didn't get any of the new class, though. Amazon, if you wanted to buy that now, the college years... There's only one, there's three copies of it on Amazon as a Region 1 import. Yeah. They are £104, £154 and £162. So what I, you're I saying don't... is, it's worth me selling my copy of <laughs> I would think so, yeah. There's only three just, copies in the whole country. Hold on. Do you want to go first, Luke? I'll let you go first. Okay, uh, I might pick an obvious one here. I really enjoyed it, and I know not everybody does. The island, this year they're putting men and women on the same island and I'd just be interested to see how it happens. It's always interesting. Oh, it's just easy watch, bit of fun, 9 o'clock Monday, Easter Monday, Channel 4. I will pick um, the final episode of Fresh Meat, oddly, because that's the last ever time we'll spend with these characters and I, yeah. you know, we've just loved it for the last four, four and a bit four, years. Four, four and a bit years, yeah. Can I do a Gary and pick another one as well? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, as long as Can I pick one. Murdered by My Father as well? Because yeah. um, yeah. I, I never know when yet, that's going to be on, but yeah. I, that's why I didn't pick it straight away. But I, I, I checked, and it's available on BBC Three from six pm on Tuesday, the 29th of March. Obviously, the title would suggest it's similar in tone. It's a sort of drama documentary to Murdered by My Boyfriend, but this time it deals with sort of Asian families and the sort of pride or the loss yeah. of pride that a father feels when his daughter goes off with someone who she's not intended to marry. And it stars uh, Adil Akhtar, who we saw and oh, recently funny... in the, the Night Manager and also uh, Capital last year. I will go with President Trump. Can he win on Channel 4 on Wednesday night? 
just because there's not a lot else. And I, I am genuinely gearing up for an exciting... It's going to be an exciting time in American politics coming up, because whether you, he, whether you like Trump or don't, it's going to be entertaining, but heaven help us if he wins, uh, is all I'm saying. Okay, uh, can... update, update on the Saved by the Bell, uh, Matt, just so that you're thinking. Um, you can't actually buy it on um, eBay at the moment, but somebody recently sold their Region 1 for 35 quid. If you sell all five episodes plus the spin-off, you could sell it for eighty nine ninety nine, as someone did. But I don't know if I want to. That's well, no, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that you should. I'm just saying... What, to rob me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm but, just thinking but, people could steal it. And, and that you know. guy that sold it, sold it, and he spent, instead of saying the college years, he put the collage years. Maybe not... I should just do a competition for this thing of say by the bell of the college years and raise money for a low you know if you okay if you want matt's copy of say by the bell of college years get in touch with me on twitter at lucaster tv with your best monetary offer and we'll see whether we can uh coach mr tight northerner away from his box set i don't know yeah, but the uh, theme we'll... tune alone is but i think it should end with the theme tune to say by the bell of college years because we're standing on the edge of tomorrow no like the prefer not you singing it <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I, would, I would be happy with that if I were listening, but there you go. Yeah. Okay, so everybody listening, have a lovely Easter. We'll be back next week yes. to discuss. Have a good, good Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, a... And, and a fun Easter Monday. How come I get and the a... non religious yeah. one? Bye bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.